Welcome to the Eternal Present Podcast. I am Mallory Moon. I'm here with Sani Pakanin, the founder of Eternal Present, where Sani offers somatic frequency work. And today we're going to be talking about free will. Um, Free will is such an essential aspect of this somatic frequency work. And we're also going to be talking about self-doubt and how the self-doubt can really impact what we do with our free will. And so this is a really exciting topic. I, yeah, can't wait to dive into this with you today, Sani. So good to be here with you, Mallory. Yeah, it's such an interesting thing to witness in this world. While we live in this world of free will or even the universe of free will, well, why is there so much victimhood and suffering and um, this kind of uh, limiting realities existing in this world where people feel like they are not fully actually expressing their free will like it seems like something is pressuring them to make choices or decisions and directing their life for them Um, so I'm really excited to go a little bit deeper into this today and how can we actually hone it in like how can we access that free will on the inside and really begin to to create from that space our lives Mm, beautiful Yes. Yeah. I'm curious if you want to speak to what is free will? How would you just define that from a frequency perspective? Yeah. So free will, let me actually just back up a little bit to all the way how say humans and individuals are being created in a way for in, in this physical reality, like how are we here? Um, So say if there is a pure source or this like grand consciousness, some people call it the God or goddess or great spirit. Um, It's this massive vast of possibilities. And then from that, there is this individual consciousness that comes into being, which is each of us has that individual consciousness. So it's like the human face is unique or our hands are unique for everyone. So there's not a single face that is exactly like yours in this entire universe. Same is like the with the snowflakes that are coming from the sky, they are all unique. Um, so it's the same idea that there's that really unique individual consciousness that creates that sense of I or the sense of self, right? So whatever we do here, like, oh, I hear, I experience, oh, I think, and um, whatever it is, I feel, it's there's always that mysterious eye that is behind it. And now we are really going deeper into that, like, well, what is that eye really? And the deep down, uh, when we take all the hats that it's wearing off and all the clothes that it's wearing off and all the filters and all the veils and like, what is there? Like, what is this mysterious eye? And it really distills back into that individual consciousness that has a free will to be existing right? It's like, it's everybody's choice to be existing as that individual consciousness. And that is the deepest form of the free will that you have chosen to exist, right? You have a free will to, to exist. And, and then we go steps down from there as you become a human form, you become say a male, female, something in between, um, or you, you become a um, carpenter or um a precedent or different things that we take, we roles that we take in this world and mothers, fathers, sons, daughters, all of that. Um, and within all of that, there is every single choice would be traced back to that free will. And, and that like anything that you do in this world, you would give a consent to it, right? Uh, one or the other level. And sometimes that would be unconscious and other times it would be conscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're saying that in the first place, there's this free will even to exist, even to, to individuate from source consciousness, God, whatever your word is for it. There's a free will that we embody just to exist here on planet earth. And that there's free will in maybe each step of the identity or the filters that we choose as in male, female, like you said, father, son, mother, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And you can think of it that in that higher level of the free will, there is, whoa, it's really raining hard. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear Oh, yeah. 
well let it be (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah there is this really limitless space where you're not yet in a human form and in that space it is a lot easier for you to tap into that pure essence of the free will right and then we go uh, start going deeper down those layers uh which is you can think of it every every layer when you go deeper into the more physical density of becoming a human the more you give away from that remembrance of that limitless vast potential and on the way it is easy to forget like oh i am the one who's choosing this and we might start believing that it is because this situation or it's because of this and that or it's because of the financial situation or it's because what happened to me this traumatic experience that happened to me or we start creating that conditioning or these stories and patterns that literally uh, create the filters that we look through this world and some of it is it's obviously like some of us has gotten really badly hurt on the way like say being abused is never going to be easy and now somebody is looking the world through that experience so there is a certain type of victimhood there that they are looking through and um and it's really difficult especially in those moments to comprehend like oh how did i choose this like how did i end up here like is this then if i had a free will like why would i ever actually choose being abused right mm-hmm. um, and that's because we've gotten so far over the time when we're getting deeper and deeper into this physical density and there's this whole family lineage back behind you there's all this collective human field that is uh, impacting as well how your dna is resonating here uh, and it's 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 not easy to remember that every single moment you have that choice to presence yourself into that limitless being inside of you so every every single moment there is that free will and and again like say in the frequency work we would do we help people to peel those layers off to come deeper into that knowing that no matter what has happened to you 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 still have a choice to shift the reality you live in now because you you create your future from this present moment hmm. Hmm. wonderful yeah i love the way you articulated that and so it's it's as though we lose sight of our free will when we're kind of shrouded in the the this victimhood kind of or vice versa it's when we lose sight of our free will and the fact that we have free will and free choice in every moment and that is when we start to feel that victimhood or like we're subject to our external circumstances, um, those kind of tendencies that can lead to suffering and yeah, pain and kind of this overall like victimhood mentality. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a good kind of a metaphor to it is a vision of say, if you're in a jungle and you have this clearly painted, like a clearly um, like clear path in front of you. And, and it's just navigating you through this jungle. And, and that's your zero point, your zero line where you are fully tapped into your free will and your to, to your power to choose from within. Uh, and that is your radical responsibility where you become a radical, radically responsible of your own choices and your own life, every single aspect of it. Because it's so easy to like just point the finger out like, no, it's it's not about me. It's about that over there or it's about, about my parents or it's about the society or the education. It's about this and that. But in this, it's like really coming deeper into that the path that just is. And that is your free will and choice in every single moment. And and that path is reminding that because it's, it's almost existing in a timeless presence, like the same presence that nature exists. It's that is that you can actually reset your life in any moment, no matter what has happened to you before. And the moment when, say, you look to the side and, oh, there's this really nice stuff out there in the jungle. I wonder what, what is there. And you start taking those steps. You, you leave the path of free will and you begin to navigate those stories, which when you have fully anchored that free will, you're welcome to wander anywhere in the jungle because you never lose the track from where your free will is. But say if you did walk away and you walk so far, say over the many lifetimes, or it's been happening many generations in your DNA, 
until you get so far from the path that you literally cannot even know how to get back because the trunk has grown over and uh, it's just like it, it gets really confusing. And then what we do naturally as human beings, we start to look around well, how can I define myself? And then we begin to define ourselves through the stories and experiences that we have. Because of that, I am this. Uh, and therefore, it's actually creating this quite limited personality. Uh, and many, many people live in that limited personality. They, they live in lack. They live in pain. They live in suffering or conditioning that I can't or uh, and this is, again, it's no one to blame because we all do our best. It's just simply almost like this um, like this heartbreaking thing that sometimes has happened to humanity where people just walk so far out in the jungle they literally can't find their way back. And then they kind of begin to think that they are the jungle of the thoughts. They are the jungle of their emotions and whatever is happening to them. Uh, and this is, again, like coming to this space when people find their way back to that path of truth within them, nothing is happening to them, right? It's not the world that is running after them. Or it's not the, the evil force that is trying to, or the government that is trying to throw them off from the center. It's nothing like that. You simply begin to exist in the world as a sovereign creator being, and then you are the one who is actually doing everything for yourself, right? Right, right. Right. Yeah. You come to that choice within, come to that, that space of understanding your free will. Um, yeah. And it's the getting wrapped up in those identities that can separate us from that understanding that we have free will. And we become so identified with, like you said, the lack patterns that maybe our ancestors carry, or just the suffering in general that our ancestors carry, or yeah, even where we grew up or the color of our skin or any of those identities that really we can, if we become overly identified with them or, or um, hold the belief that they define us, that we can lose our free will in, the, in that landscape. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that's when you start like attaching to that identity so strongly that it literally becomes the limiting factors like, oh, say, because of my, say, uh, color of my skin, I'm not able to do this and this and this, which this has been truth. Like this has been what we witness, like the, the full on racist systems on, on in society that are still happening. And it's definitely not about uh, ignoring it in any way, which brings this bridge into, well, some of these, um, this forgetfulness of the free will that in each individual has, has been so deeply ingrained in the society. Like it's almost like this huge collective mastermind that is, once you're in it, it's really difficult to try to be outside of it, right? And I'm thinking about even some war times. So when some of the, say, communist countries when they took over the smaller countries and uh, the, the communism was really forcing everyone to, to have the same car and to, to wear the same clothes type of thing or like follow the same rules that nobody's actually like really um, a unique being, but like just really compartment, how do you say, putting in compartments. Uh, people and like helping people to just be in those boxes. So that was the whole system of like, say, communism on a frequency. I'm just reading it on a frequency level. And then when, say, the communism went away, uh, and then the small countries would have a freedom and they have independency, but people would still keep voting for that same communist party because they didn't know how to actually what to do with their free will. Like that they were like, well, that's the way that we know it and that's how we've used to do it so i'm just going to go and vote again that which is not really healthy for the individual empowerment right and again i'm not saying i'm not a politician so i'm not saying about communism or socialism or anything like this but just reading it on a frequency level um so that's how it's like that's an example of what is happening all the time it's happening in the social media all the time so if you're not fitting in this box or this say skin color or whatever it is, then you are not worthy, or then you're not going to be successful, or then you're not accepted, 
there's all these unspoken frequency level weavings that are all impacting our free will to choose. And then it's it's no wonder why people keep kind of um, dimming down into just a small bubble around them. Like, okay, well, these are the choices that I have and I can't even dream of having anything else because we be- we start to believe so deeply that the little bubble is all that we can ever expand to, right? And in the through space, when we come, when we find deeper that inner free will, it literally starts expanding from the center and it breaks the bubble and it begins to open up the field of opportunities around. And then you'll begin to see, no matter from what background you come, but you'll begin to see that there is actually in every single moment, every single present moment, you have the choice to start redirecting that life force in your own life. And it's not always easy. Again, like there might be layers and layers to get to that space, but it is there because otherwise you wouldn't be a human if you didn't have that free will. That's just the straight up fact that like you wouldn't be here. So everybody has it, no matter what has happened to them. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So it's, yeah, when we become overly identified with the way things have been or what we're used to, or we try to identify with the boxes that have been created outside of us, we can get lost in those identities and trying to fit into something that really is limited. But when it's, when we come home to our center and our true self and our true essence, that's when it can kind of like shake up all the external identities and boxes. And we can really expand into what what really is and what really is possible and the limitless amount of possibility that's at our fingertips. Yes. 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 And something that you just shared is like, reminds me of how sneaky them our own mind can be because it's not always something that's coming from outside, but it's like literally happening in the mind and how our own mind can begin to create those limiting boxes. And really that's where it's always coming from because that's the filter. The first filter that we are looking through is our own mind and perception. Um, But how that can like literally create that box. And even in a seemingly positive way is like, well, this is what I want. Like, this is my highest dream. And then once you receive, once you reach the dream and then it's like, oh, this was not actually what I wanted. Like this is, I, I still feel that something is missing, for example. Um, so this is this would be like an example of how the mind can create this like a story about fulfillment and once you reach it then you'll be happy but the thing is like how can we remember that the inner happiness and the fulfillment that we're searching for is literally available in the zero point or in this present moment right now and, and stop looking into the future for it or stop looking in the past. There's also people who live in the past, like, oh, well, good old days. It was always so good then. And, and this was different. That was different. Like being kind of stuck in that old reality and, and really coming back, like whatever you are loving in this life, whatever you want to see on earth, say improvement of regenerative agriculture or like something that where humans and the planet, planet earth can work in deeper harmony together, whatever you want to see, in your life is literally starting from your free will to choose that reality inside of you right now. And, and even that when you say you experience, uh, if you experience pain, like the pain doesn't have to mean suffering. And there's like this conditioning that comes immediately, like, okay, there's pain, that means suffering. But the suffering is actually after the fact. And it's like, it's, it's secondary. The first thing that happens is pain and your relationship to the pain, which the pain can also in its pure form can be extremely strengthening because it really helps you to be present with your senses, with your body. It helps you to really see, okay, well, I got to be careful with that thing, or I'm done with this thing. I don't want this anymore in my reality, or it helps you to direct your choices and it can be extremely strengthening force. So the suffering itself is secondary and it is literally your choice when you are meeting the pain, how you perceive the pain, how you, how you are in relationship with that pain. And sometimes it takes multiple times, whether it's like emotional pain or even mental pain (laughs) or physical pain, but it takes multiple times to retrain your system to be in a different relationship with the pain that is coming from your free will to choose 
uh, you don't have to choose suffering, right? Uh, and just like knowing that you have the choice is already the first step. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That remembrance that you have the choice, it's your option. And yeah, you have that free will. And yeah, let's dive into self-doubt a little bit, because I think we're kind of dancing around that with with what we're talking about and how that influences the free will. Yeah. Self-doubt, that's a big one. Because <laughs> it's again like, well, we live in this world of free will, but why, you know, why are people choosing? Why would people be choosing unhappiness in any mm-hmm. It's a great mystery, right? Uh, and it's majorly directed by self-doubt. And self-doubt is to see okay so anything that we label as negative is has both the the clear form of it which is beneficial and they also has the distorted form of it which would be well disempowering right so say think about self-doubt uh, in its pure clear form it's helping to exercise discernment like really clear discernment like is this actually in alignment with my greatest benefit right now or the greatest benefit of the world right now or not right so that would be like the clear like your your second kind of um assessing the situation and just making sure that you see all the aspects of it but in a distorted form which is for most of the people that i work with if there's self-doubt it's it's in its distorted form um, because it's it's quite literally what I would say out of time. So it's not existing in that zero line on that path in the jungle, but it's existing off, right? So it's it's almost like looping in this um, distorted reality where the self-doubt becomes a lot stronger than, say, your inner trust. And now it is the self-doubt that is dominating the inner trust. So it's like, think about it as this like self-doubt becomes a self crowned king who's just like is ruling this kingdom or queendom out there and then everything that happens it is the first one to speak right and then and people make decisions from a self-doubt even when when we would have like this inner in inside or inner feeling like okay well i want to do that i want to go to that place i want to make this radical shift in my life but then the self-doubt is the one who's making the decision for you you know, if it's been in that distorted form, it's going to come in as this almost like this entity and starting to tell all this story, right? So it's almost like its own kind of, it's living its own reality. And now when people start peeling off and noticing like, oh, actually that self-doubt part of me that doesn't see the full truth, it's it's afraid because it, it, it doesn't it doesn't see what could be possible in the unknown. So it begins to, it, it tries to create control. That's what the self-doubt really does. It's, it's trying to like, it's the mind trying to control the situation so that it wouldn't need to just dissolve into the unknown. So it wants to define itself. It wants to make sense. It wants to have some kind of direction or the answer. It wants to know what's about to happen next so that it's safe to take that step, which is kind of like a, it's kind of precious, right? It's it's like a little child who is wanting to just feel safe, right? And, and the more we start peeling off that distorted form, that monster king or queen part of the self-doubt, the more we bring home that really precious little child that just wants to be safe, right? And, and help it to feel this safe in that embrace of the unknown or the, the, the timeless presence of our truth. Um, and, and that's where the self-doubt actually comes to embrace the free will. And then the free will is, is actually the inherent queen or the king uh, in, in the kingdom. Uh, and then the, the, that free will is beginning to get stronger. It's like a muscle. The more you strengthen it, the more you exercise it in your life, the stronger it becomes. And it's just going to keep embracing the self-doubt. Like, okay, I know this the self-doubt is there, but actually I'm not limited by it. Right. And that's a really a key point for people to realize that they are not rem- limited by that second guessing mind, but they are actually the second guessing mind can help you to see, is this actually in alignment or not, but it's not overrunning your truth. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and when people start, this is so incredible in my work to see this, when people and clients start to take this full responsibility in their lives, no matter what's going on, whether it's like finances, they work, their relationship, their health, like once they start actually opening up to that higher or wider uh, range of what is possible, like the wider field of possibilities around you that is rising from that space within, they will literally start attracting new solutions, miracles, quite literally miracles, but also daily things that just are super supportive and helpful, the right medicines, the right conducts, the right people, and it's leading, it's leading you to your path. And the past is widening up. It's not getting more narrow. It's just starting to widen up in the jungle until it's so wide that you quite literally cannot ever lose it ever, ever again. Or you can, you can forget it because it's so evident. It becomes your true nature. It becomes your, your nature at all times. And this is where this like really calm fulfillment or this inner peace just comes along. Uh, it's just very, it's almost like, if people ask you, well, how are you doing? I was like, well, I don't know even what to say. I'm just always, I just feel good no matter what's happening, even though you're moving through challenge, but you still feel stable and, and that inner peace on the inside. Um, so, yeah. Mm, right, right, right. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like the self-doubt really keeps you in in those loops within those, those boxes of the identity that you have created for yourself or the multiple identities. Like maybe there's an aspect that you'd identify with and you would like to transcend that aspect of, of your identity or or who you are, how you show up in your life, but the self-doubt can keep you looping in that cycle. And as you said, it's almost this tool to keep you safe because what's beyond that identity, what's beyond that box that you've been living in is unknown. And that can be so scary that we almost use the self-doubt in a distorted way to keep ourselves small. And that kind of clouds the free will from really allowing us to make an empowered choice toward what we're actually wanting and desiring most in our lives. Exactly. Yeah. I love the way you said clouding the, the free will Uh, Because that's exactly how it is. Because the free will can never be taken away. It's just clouded, right? So it's just like peeling those clouds off to access it. And and really something when you were sharing, it it might be helpful to um, expand a little bit more in under like the concept of time. Because Mm -hmm. time is one of the greatest teachers we have. Probably the most greatest teachers. Once we fully understand what time is and how we can function with time. And say, if you have that, that jungle path that is in the eternal presence or the zero point or the timeless essence where say nature lives in at all times, and then the mind get, travels off that path again. And now again, as you also shared about that, like the loop or the box that is being created outside of that path. And that happens because you move in a certain timeline and a certain timeline is, it's no longer eternal, but it, it actually is, is say, uh, like the death and rebirth process, or it, it might be looping in a specific um, experience over and over again. It could be something that is looping every seven years or 12 years. And um, let me just explain this a little deeper. So for example, if somebody dies unexpectedly, sometimes, definitely not always, but sometimes if the spirit doesn't have or the soul doesn't have time to process the transition, they might get actually trapped in that loop of death, the moment of death. So they would keep experiencing, they would be stuck in that timeline, right? And this is where I oftentimes work during the session. We help to liberate these beings in the family lineage who's been kind of stuck in certain timelines. Or if you look at, if you watch a movie and then suddenly the movie just like kind of stops and starts kind of looping like a couple of seconds of it, like, it, you know, it doesn't go forward. That's kind of what happens when you move out of the zero point, when you move out of the path. So, and it becomes more difficult to see because sometimes those loops are like, say hundreds of years or like long too, but you're still in that loop 
where it's actually it's it's a finite you know you come to an end right uh, versus versus infinite which is in the eternal presence so this is where we start training for our mind to stop creating the reality on those finite loops of distorted timelines and help to bring ourselves into eternal timeline where it's quite literally that this is where people learn how to actually generate every cell in their body like within 24 hours this is possible for anyone it sounds like well that's not only possible for the super yogis and whatever but it's really not it's the power of our mind when it comes into the eternal presence and it becomes cycling flowing in and out but it's always returning to the zero point to reset itself so you literally have an access to infinite resources limitless resources and this is something that self-doubt cannot comprehend and just like well if you told someone like you know you have a completely unlimited sources for the rest of resources for the rest of your life like would they actually believe it probably not so, and, and this, is, <laughs> this is where the gap happens between the, the mind has traveled so far that it takes some training and retraining to come back to that realization that you are that limitless being. And then you start taking action from that space. And sometimes this is not so quick to do. You know, people practice this for a lifetime, sometimes for uh, generations. And uh, what I've noticed with frequency work that we do this a lot quicker and a lot more efficiently. So people go through a transformation that say conventionally would take like a couple lifetimes to, to do that. Like the level of clearing that you do in your clearing the burdens of your family lineage or uncovering your, your inner potential. So it literally many people experience this death process because they quite literally go through like as if you would be dying from your body and being born again, but without needing to die right and born again and that's when you break the loop of the finite and you exist in that eternal consciousness and this is everybody's birthright this is not just for some lucky people but this is literally like this is the true human potential and this is where our evolution is going to Mm -hmm. so it's as though these these loops are existing out of time like they have come from I wonder if you could expand on that just a little bit more like they come from our lineage or yeah can you just maybe touch on that a little bit more so it's like we come home to ourselves in the present moment and it kind of can break those loops and maybe just breaking down a little bit more how those exist out of time yeah yeah so we are the ones who create those loops, right? And, and again, this is the radical responsibility that so many people are not willing to hear. <laughs> like we are the ones who create every, every stuff that we experience. And um, you can think of it as say, because humanity is in constant evolution and we had to, to be able to exist in this physical density, we have to kind of um, uh, narrow down that limitless uh, remembrance of that limitless self uh, and we are now what is happening is that we are awakening into that power more and more in our physical form um, but it's it's a process it's an evolution that is happening in in linear time um, but people are remembering that limitless potential in their bodies more and more but now looking at um again the time looking into into human history say if those people who were uh, here even like hundreds of thousands of years ago. And if they wandered off, say for example, your great, 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 great grandfather somewhere down the line, and they, they wandered off that path of free will somewhere along the way for in the name of fear or in the name of luck or in the name of anything that they experienced and they responded it by actually jumping off their free will and responding to it from outside of time, right? Uh, giving uh, that piece of power to that external source, which is there's so many good reasons for having done that. And this is a crazy history that we have as humans. Um, Say so that happened. And then the next person who's being born to that family lineage, they would be born to the same spot that they were in that jungle, 
right? So they're off the path already. Maybe it was just a couple of steps off, but they were already off the path. And then not in their spirit, but, but in, the, in the embodiment, right? Uh, and though now we start adding adding like lifetimes after lifetimes after generations after generations. And then over time, again, you might be born somewhere way far out of the path where even like the, the time you are born, you resonate in your DNA. You have the memory of the coordinates of being totally off that path. And now what awakening is, is that you begin to uh, activate your inner compass and you can actually find your way to your inner path and then start to expand from there. And this is not only helping you, but it's literally helping everyone who came before you because you're helping to clear that distortion from the entire DNA. Uh, and this is a true freedom. This is a true forgiveness. This is true sovereignty so that you're not carrying the burdens of your family lineage. You don't have to keep aging the same way that they did, carrying the same generational illnesses that they did, mental illnesses and, and physical illnesses but you literally resign, okay? Like, I'm not gonna take that spot. That's that's not a right spot for me to be in. I'm gonna find this path that is existing in this, this eternal presence, and I'm gonna help to clear that out of my whole system. So say if you decide to have children, then your children would be born to that free will. They would literally, that free will would be resonating in their DNA really strongly from the very beginning. Mm hmm. Yes. Thank you for expanding on that. That makes sense. Yeah. So if your ancestors lived through something really traumatic, maybe a famine or war or whatever it is, and they responded to that. Um, yeah, just whatever way they responded to that. Especially if it's um, coming from a limited place rather than the limitless space that's going to carry on in the DNA through the lineage. And so you carry those distortions and it's out of time because it's coming from another time and you're still like replicating that and enacting that pattern or emitting that frequency. And it's just, it's coming from a different time, but you're kind of looping it still in the present moment. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And this is like really coming to that space of where time is our greatest teacher. Again, like once you fully understand how time works in relation to your own flesh, to your body or your DNA, you'll be literally able to learn how to regenerate your body and your life, not only your body, but your life, your relationships, your work in a way that it is coming from that beneficial space of zero point. And I really want to, for those who might have not listened to the previous podcast, but that that line, that path, the eternal presence is the most efficient for everything because it's like, think about nature. Like how does nature create such intelligent web where there's a prey and there's predator and there's like, everything is working in this sym sym symbiotic, is that a word? Symbiotic <laughs> relationship um, where everything that is in nature is contributing to that the wider health or the, the grander health of say the ecosystem and the environment and the landscape. And if something is missing, it's gonna change the entire landscape. So this is the same way is that each of us, when we come back to our own unique uh, blueprint or the unique um, snowflake uh, within, we find our place in that wider web. And then what you do, you're going to help actually nature around you. You're going to help other people. You're going to help the world. You're going to help to create a civilization and the societies that are actually beneficial and empowering for, for everybody. It's not just like some power dynamics like it's been so far where keep, people keep fighting over the power and people just want money over, over happiness and just like all this crazy these are all examples of this looping realities that they literally cannot see the way out, right? And, and once we come to that space, and, and again, like that's the other side of the coin, sometimes people feel most uh, guilt about coming, like, who am I to take care of my, my, my own needs first? Like, who am I to, like, say, travel around the world when, say, um, airplanes are creating so much pollution? But again, this is coming to this space where, um, and that's like the example, let me just like backtrack a little bit. That's an example of avoiding that own free will in the name of 
pleasing other people or in the name of wanting to do good in this world. But again, if even like doing good in this world uh, is coming from out of time, it's not going to be helpful over time. And so it's really difficult for many people to exercise the free will to actually put yourself first and realize like when you are fully healthy, when you are thriving every aspect of your life, then you will be in a profound service for everybody else around you. And so many people want to be in a profound service first, take care of everybody else's needs or whatever it is, and then you would be the last one who's receiving. But on a frequency level, that's not sustainable at all it would you will literally crumble down eventually it could be successful for a while it could seemingly seem like it be positive for a while and even be grand but then you would be in the end exhausted and you would be completely depleted potentially creating some physical illness in your body so on a frequency level that's not regenerative at all uh, and this is again the most important thing is that we access the free will and then we dare to use that free will for the for the benefit for ourselves, but also through that for the benefit for everybody else. So this is breaking the spell of this whole narcissistic thing where people say, like, if you just do what you want to do, you're just going to think about yourself. Right. So that's like considered as narcissistic. And again, that's a distorted form of narcissism. Right. That's a distorted form of using the free will. But what if you could really learn how to use your free will and, and find your way that, that in a way that you're actually blocking into that wider whip rather than like putting yourself on a pedestal over everybody else? Because that's not about, uh, what, about what this work is about, right? Uh, and we need to learn how to think differently uh, using that free will. But the first step is to first discover that we all have it and then look for it from within. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that state of being is so magnetic. Like you say, the guilt can come or yeah. Wanting to do good in the world. But yeah, if you're not coming from that place of true prosperity and, and your inner essence and the present moment and that true um, vibration of free will, you're still operating in those distorted frequency patterns, which is rippling out, first of all, in the work that you're doing and the state that you, when that state that you're in, when you really are operating from your true essence and that free will. And as you said, taking care of yourself first, like it's so magnetic because you're thriving and people see that and they want to thrive too. Mm -hmm. And when you are actually thriving, you have so much more capacity to actually make a positive impact in the world. And so, and that ripples out because everyone around you is like, Oh, what are you doing? I want to be doing what you're doing. And it brings us all kind of into the present moment and back to ourselves um, in that way that just, it really does make profound change in our communities and our lives and, and on the planet. Yes. Yes, exactly. You definitely see it in people when, as you said, like it's really magnetic and people like really see it's, it's, it's really attractive in a way, in, in, in a good way. Uh, when somebody is owning their free will, when they're actually exercising their free will and everything that they do, it's it's quite literally this brilliant light that comes out of people's eyes. And, and this is kind of ownership where you don't have to prove anything. It's not like you're owning yourself to prove your word or validate or whatever it is. It's just you just are. You just are and you know that whatever happens, you have a choice to present yourself into that eternal space and then see what happens. And so these are good little exercises that, you know, you can take whatever decisions you make uh, in your life, realizing that you have a choice within it. Because so often I hear people to say like, well, I can't just do this or I can't just that this and that. Uh, and this is, again, like this goes way beyond just positive thinking. It's like, say, there's this positive affirmations of I can, I can, I can. Well, that doesn't really help anything unless that, you know, the inner ability to realize that in every, like you're, you actually realize that in your body, like if that's not activated, none of these affirmations will work, right? Uh, but sometimes it's just like, almost like you have to fake it until you make it, even on a frequency level, like really looking into well, how would it feel like for me, for me to actually 
um, embody my free will? How would it feel like for me to make sovereign decisions? And just like really listening, if you feel any contraction in your body anywhere, or if you feel expansion, expansion in certain part of your body, uh, and just imagining how would your life feel like for you if you already were in that really empowered space where there is no such thing that you have to do anything, but you choose to do all the things, right? How would your life feel like when you felt that inner freedom that you always have a choice every single moment? You always have the ability to respond uh, within you for whatever is happening, responsibility. And, and, and this just exercising that inquiry can really help you to um, start taking it with you wherever you go and start handing is every time if you say like, well, I can't just quit, quit my job that I hate. I like this job makes me miserable. I just, I just can't like stop it like that. But every time that happens and, uh, and you think like that way, you're, you're taking part of that inner power away from your own, say if in your core, you had this like a bowl of power and you would take a scoopful of that away and you would put it outside of you. And again, people have been doing this for generations and many lifetimes and even beyond earth. Uh, and now there's not much left anymore in that bowl. And now every time you rechoice in that, okay, like uh, I have this job, uh, say I'm a single mom and I have this job that makes me miserable, but in this moment, you can change your relationship to that job. So you can change like, well, presence yourself into that center line through your body. Like if you think about that bath in the jungle would be running through your spine, presence yourself with that space and see, actually I could just not show up. I mean, I could just stay here for the whole day and not go to the work. So you do have a choice, right? And then from that space, you can come into space of, okay, well, I choose from this space to go to my work. And once you start making this kind of, this sounds like, well, that's just like, it doesn't make a difference, but it actually on a frequency level, it makes a huge difference because you start exercising that inner free will to make whatever you need to do in your life or you choose to do in your life. And then literally your life will start responding. So once you start exercising that everywhere, you start attracting new jobs or new people to you, new possibilities that are actually in the higher resonance. So uh, and, and people don't oftentimes believe that this works this way, because again, they are in that loop where they don't see the way out. So it's like, it's no one to blame. But how I see is that this power is available for everyone. And when you start bringing it into those tiny little decisions that you make, like, does it serve the greatest benefit to eat an apple or banana right now? And just really feel in your body, do you feel expansion with apple or banana? Or do you feel contraction with one of them? Do you feel any other sense of heat or cold or just your unique communication to your embodiment? And then you begin to really exercise that using your free will to choose a, 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 an option that is actually more expensive for you, that is a higher frequency uh, solution for you in that moment, or at least leading you toward it. Yeah. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of to summarize, we, we all have free will. The fact that we exist is evidence that we all have free will because our soul has chosen to come here, to be here at this time. And yeah, exercising that free will can bring us into the present moment. And when we're living outside of the present moment, it can be a lot harder to be in touch with that free will. And the self-doubt comes in, especially when we're living outside of the present moment. And the self-doubt kind of loops, keeping us safe in these out-of-time distortion patterns or um, traumas that are kind of expressing themselves through our lineage. And so, yeah, taking a moment to come back to that choice, that essence of free will, um, and not allowing the self-doubt to, to really rule and be in the driver's seat. That's kind of what we're going for here. And that's how one of the ways that this frequency work really leads us to our empowerment, brings us back home to ourselves, 
and yeah, ultimately our liberation and freedom. Yes, exactly. And I really want to emphasize on that when you, you, you said like living in the present moment, because there's so many of those cliches around this, like, well, if somebody's living in the present moment, they are irris- irresponsible or they are reckless or they are lunatic or whatever like that that's something that you shouldn't have any thoughts there or you you couldn't make any like how how are you able to even exist in this society and work and make plans and whatever but that's nothing to do with what actually living in that present moment is because when you live in the present moment you will be actually functioning a lot more efficiently than out of time which is something that the mind cannot quite comprehend until it actually experiences it uh, until that's embodied living in the present moment, you access to so much more uh, knowledge and wisdom. You, you have an access to Akashic records. You have an access to absolutely anything that will happen. You might be even able to, some of us are sensitive to reading future, like being able to kind of predict a little bit ahead of time and then get ready for it. All of that is available in the present moment when you live it. So you can make incredible plans and, and plans that are actually in harmony with the wider web rather than coming from that needy control of overly desire to help the world uh for the like in like um in exchange of exhausting your own energy completely so all of that is happening out of time that's the out of out of time planning but when the in time in the present moment time planning happens it literally like rocks it, it will rock your world it will literally rock your uh calendar and the work schedule and everything because you just become so much more efficient and you can work less and receive more and be a a lot more of service as well to others so um, this is not just something that is too good to be true to just certain people and you need to work hard to get there I mean it's literally available for you in in finding that free will and keep choosing that reality for you Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I agree with that wholeheartedly a hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sonny. This has been a wonderful conversation today and yeah, I look forward to our next episode with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mallory. We'll see you all next time.